Oh. Hey, Michael, give me a beat. Mike yeah. Sticks, homie, ate yeah, the kids home. Think what's now? Swear the kid grown. Fly. I'm in fly mode, take a seat, stupid, you see the sign on. Sorry, doc, it took a long time. Been on tour with Snoop, I was on my grind. Missed a couple calls, Hollywood and all. Tangeray got me feeling like hope, it's fine. <laughs> so I hit the booth for the caffeine show. Smooth D, holla, get at me, though. AQ, nice, running like an athlete, bro. Cook, cook, cold, man. That's what I be, and so be Porsche. Cook, cook, cold, man. Pockets like Big Shirley, that's Martin Mike. Hurt your cook, cook, cold, man. Bars be cold, I'll contrast my murky. Caffeine on the show, we the best out. There you go. In your mouth, money running like water, never drop. Prepare the royal baggage, the king be out. Cause never gon' lease a king be out. Hurry up and buy old dog it out. Damn. Hey, Stixie, can't be serious. I'm about to service a shade for five. I'm living this Warren Buffett life. See, I get this wealth. My name is Money Cocksucker. Introduce yourself. Your last name ain't Benjamin. I don't need your help. If you ever block my money, just shoot yourself. Damn, I thought I told you before, this caffeine morning show, let's go, yeah. Yo, Doc, I told you I got this thing right here, dog. It's caffeine morning show. Smooth DQ nice Porsche, what up? You know what I'm saying, this how we, you know what? See, I flip the bars like a pie, move a hundred keys out overnight. That mean a hundred raps in 24, I can sell it for 17.5. That's real work across seas. If rap don't work, I move these. Too metaphoric, then please. Like Swiss beats, I push keys. Don't forget I'm from Watsi, I deliver. No DiGiorno, no porno. Goodbye, December, Porsche will tell all the girls he fine. But he married, go figure. Just still jumping his DM anyway because he... No, I'm just playing. <laughs> AM Caffeine Show. AM Caffeine Show. What up? It's your boy DOC. It's your girl Marlo J. DJ Smooth Mellow D. Is that oh, it? Hello? I was waiting on somebody else. Right. Now, I guess that, yeah. that's all of us, huh? Shouts out Young Free. We ain't seen him in a we couple months. We ain't seen months. him in a minute. AM Caffeine Show. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? Marlo J, what's happening? And listen, I'm over here chilling, illing like a villain, not stealing an illing or something like that's that. That's terrible. That is amazing. That You're is a hater. So you shouldn't hate. That's so sorry, much. Mo- sorry, Moni Love. That I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for Excuse what you just heard. Excuse me, Moni sorry. Love would have loved my rendition. Not at all. AM Caffeine Show. You don't even know. Um, let me shout out to our guest on Friday once again. Shout out to Jamari came through, uh, played some new joints. That was really cool. Uh, Smooth D hooked that up. Um, and Smooth D. Because we have Jamari, I definitely want to get Wild Jones on here. Can you can you make that happen? Uh, I will try to make that happen. Make that happen. I mean, because you're a man of the people. I'm like DJ Khaled, for the people. For the people. And because of you is why today we have uh, a special guest. Um, really cool, man. Let me tell you, as, as uh, a hip-hop head, oh. um, and when... Magazines and publications. I mean, it's so different now because everything you pretty much get online, digital, right? and they still but, have some digital magazines. Yeah, they do, but it's it's the digital magazine to me is just not. I like to have it in because my it's hand. Not a have it in your hand. Yeah, have like it in your hand. It's nothing like when you had the source in your hand or when you had the new vibe. It's just so different now. But I remember when I would see the source or, or Double XL, I would always see a name that oh, that would always catch my attention. I don't know if it was just because I've never I don't know anybody else by the name of Zorn. I don't know if that was <laughs> it. Um, but I would always I would always see the name and always kind of just gravitate to those articles because um, the name was unique and then I would see the name all the time and I respect anyone that respects the uh, hip hop culture and, and, and respects rap music. So, um, the guest that we have today, I would have to say Smooth D, you know, I don't want to use this real lightly. Huh. I would have to say it's like a legendary, it's like legendary mm, yeah. journalist yeah. for, for the culture. The people. I would have to say, right? I would have to say people. that. 
And I just don't want to throw it around loosely. I haven't used Legend. I used it when Curtis Blow came through. Of course, of right? Course. I used when Kurt came through. And I think we may have used it... Um, when Dan, no, nah, I didn't give Dana Dane on it. I just no. that's just a homie. He you, gave, you gave it to Battle Cat. I didn't give Battle Cat no yes, legendary. Oh, yes, I, was, oh, I lied. Damn. <laughs> <gasps> but oh, today, man, um, journalist, um, radio personality, uh, director, producer, documentaries. He might be Jamaican. All the damn <laughs> stuff he done, he done did, right? <laughs> <laughs> the one and only man, Soren Baker, in the damn building, man. Soren, what is going on? Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Let and, me tell uh, you, quite the intro. I let, appreciate that, and that comes from the heart, for real. Thank like you, when I you. saw that you connected with Smooth, and I saw it on, um, I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, Smooth, yo, you gotta get Soren on the damn show. Okay, and he's here, I'm and he's here. here. And thank you for having me, Doc. So cool, um. I got so many questions. First off, let me let me. How long have you been in LA? Well, I first moved to LA in '98, and then I moved to Chicago in 2000, and then I moved back to LA in 2003, and I've been here since 2003. And where are you from originally? Maryland. From Maryland, right? Yep. Baltimore or nah, Silver no. Spring? No, <laughs> I was born in Silver Spring, <laughs> but I grew up right in between Baltimore and DC in a little city called Gambrels. About twenty miles DC, twenty miles from Baltimore. Okay, and was was that a suburb? Yeah, I mean it's a suburb. So how did you get so deep into to hip hop? You just went right to it. Get him, Marlo. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Get him. <laughs> get him. It, it is, it it is, is universal. Nah, I mean, you know? It's just uh, when I was a kid, but it wasn't universal then. Nah, not at all. When I was a kid, uh, I had heard rap and everything, but I was just with one of my friends and I was asking him some questions and and I I didn't know their was even a lot of rap. So I asked him, I was like, oh man, can you, do you know anything about rap? And he's like, oh, I'll make you a tape. And then he made me this tape that was about an hour long and I had... Uh, what was the song? What What was the one song that made you ask him, Have is there more of this? Do you well, remember what that was? Or Not really, because I had heard off and on a few songs. Okay. So, and they had, you know, at this time, this, these had all been like sprinkled around because mm-hmm. as you guys know back in the day rap wasn't everywhere right uh, I had to benefit as I started getting into it that in Baltimore and DC both being you know chocolate cities that we had and I could get both radio stations mm. so we had like when I was growing up there were like six stations that played rap right but they all had their own little mix shows or whatever so I had to kind of rotate through them through the week right right and then right. I could hit but I could hear a lot of rap um, because I could get both Baltimore and DC but anyway um you know what was on this tape was Dana Dane nightmares oh we just spoke about Dana yeah, yeah shout out so Dana. that's that's why I mentioned him first of course right in addition, to, <laughs> in addition you've to done this before I see being a friend of mine but, <laughs> right uh, you know it had like UTFO Roxanne Roxanne mm. it had basketball Curtis Blow had I need a beat with LL Cool J it had Big oh, Mouth wow. Big Mouth by Houdini. Uh, Houdini and it had you talk too much for the MC so it was a good variety of songs but what I liked about it was the scratching. I liked the sound of scratching. And then I liked the stories that they were telling because the, you know, the rock stuff for the other type of pop music that my friends and I would listen to, I couldn't really necessarily relate to going to parties or being like, they were actually kind of talking about flossing, you know, right. the, <laughs> ironically. But I couldn't relate to any of that, but I could relate to playing basketball i could relate to roxanne roxanne with a girl dissing you i could relate to you know these different songs everybody had nightmares i could relate to that so it's just all these different things that i really identified with as a little kid and basically that that tape my friend tom early gave it to me and that changed my life man it just made me be like man this is it What, what what um what did your parents listen to was there a lot of music in, in the house? Oh, yeah. My dad listened to way more music than my mom. So my dad, his favorite group was the Beatles. Okay. And then he liked a lot of Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan. I'd say those are probably his three favorites. But it's mainly the Beatles, and I love the Beatles because of him. Right. But Bruce Springsteen actually is another reason that uh, I found out later as to why I liked rap so much, which hmm. was uh, he had... His, I guess, most acclaimed album is Born to Run. Right. But then he also had one called Born in the USA. And I preferred Born in the USA, and most people prefer Born to Run. But as I 
understood what I liked about music, Born in the USA is largely percussion driven. That beat. It's mostly drums mm -hmm. with a little bit of accent of other things. And so that helped me understand later why I liked rap so much because, of course, it's percussion driven. Right. And when I was growing up listening to it, it was there wasn't a lot of musicality to most of it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Houdini was a big exception because they had a lot of melody. But the Run EMCs, the Schooly Ds, the Ice Ts, the King Ts. Straight drums. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of Beastie Boys. Yeah. They didn't have much yeah. <laughs> beyond drums. Right, right. And that's what I was drawn to. UTFO, as I had mentioned earlier, LL Cool J. It was very sonically spare. So, other than the percussion. And then I also, growing up in that area, I love Go-Go. And that's also... Because hey. of DC. Yeah, yeah, that's also... What, 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 when you would bring... Or when you started to get tapes and you would bring... Rap mm -hmm. home. What, what, what was your parents' reaction? Nah, they were cool with it. My dad, more than anybody, really uh, encouraged me and helped me. And he would take me to the record store. Um, and he would, you know, he got to, he would stop by to see if they had any posters they were getting rid of that they didn't want. And so they got to know my dad, especially, and they would give him stuff. So I, my whole wall was Which like is posters. Straight, straight rap world. That's dope. Step that's into rap world. That's dope. <laughs> um, so in, in in your neighborhood, was it? Uh, or did you hang out with mostly white kids, or was it? Were you? Was it pretty mixed with your with your peers, no, my, or group of friends? My uh, where I grew up is very culturally diverse. My uh -huh. neighbors, my neighbors happened to be black when I was growing up. The Joneses, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. shout out to the Joneses, yeah, the, yeah. the Jones, shout yeah. Out. Edward and Doris, unfortunately, <laughs> they, unfortunately, they both passed away. But mm. they, uh, you know, Doris referred to me, you know, Mrs. Jones, Doris, to those who were adults at the time. But she, I mean, she referred to me as their son. Right. You know, I was there at their house all the time and, you know, got to be friends with their uh basically a generation older than my parents so their kids were much older than me than you right but their son eric i would talk to him a lot about rap and and stuff and then they had their friends in the neighborhood would come over and then they had kids or grandkids themselves and i got to be friends with one of them in particular sean craig and then he's the one that really got me into go-go okay and um so I was around and I played basketball. So that, right, you know, right. Uh -huh. there was all these different things that just helped me bring everybody, bridge everybody together. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the fact that where I grew up is culturally diverse and there's a lot of people of all backgrounds in Maryland because of the government and because of the fact it's two major cities. But beyond that, you know, D.C. when I was growing up was the census said it was 99% black. Right. And then Baltimore at the time, I think was 70 or 80% black. And then PG County in Maryland, right where I, where my dad worked was probably 80 or 90% wow. black. When I, and then that was eight miles from my dad worked eight miles from where I grew up. So we would always be in PG County. And then as I grew up and was going to uh, concerts and different things, I'd be going to a lot of events in PG County and then there's all the HBCUs there as well. Right. And, um, you know, it's just a very, very diverse area, but a huge black uh, population. Population. From, did, um, go sorry. ahead, Marlon. Go ahead. No. Did you play any any instruments going up, growing up? The turntable. Right. <laughs> and a cassette player. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so from growing up, what, what was your first rap concert? My first rap concert was the... Uh, I got a good story about, or several good stories. It was the uh, Fear of a Black Planet uh, tour Ooh, with Public, Public Enemy. Enemy. Yeah. yeah. So I went to the, it was at the Capitol Center in uh, Landover, Maryland. So it was Public Enemy, Digital Underground, Heavy D and the Boys, Chill Rob G, and Kid and Play. Mm -hmm. So I had the, the fortune of seeing uh, Heavy D and the Boys about two or three shows before Trouble T-Roy died. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. And then Tupac was on the tour as a dancer with Digital Underground. And then when I went to that show, the Capitol Center held about 18,000 people. And uh, there were literally, if there were 10 white people in there, <laughs> that was I'd saying be too much. shocked. <laughs> and one of them rode in the car with us. It was one of my friends. <laughs> and one of them rode in the car with us. <laughs> and uh, the other three or four that were with us were black. So it was just, that was... Um, you know, it's just very different, you know, even fast forward five to seven years to the demographic of the concert change. But to be able to go in front of 18,000 people and see Public Enemy, 
and it be an all black crowd and there to be no problems, no issues, no, no issues or anything. Yeah, it was crazy because when I was growing up, one of the few times my parents really did, and really more so my mom, was nervous about me going to these shows, especially go go concerts because they were super violent too. But yeah, you know, DC actually. If you remember the, you all know the yellow police tape. Absolutely, they literally ran out of it in the city of Washington because they didn't order enough. Right, that's crazy. Because you run out of the caution tape. Right, because they was using it a lot. lot Because my dad, you know, it was an article in the Washington Post one day, and I was reading it as a little kid, and I was like, Dad, you know, I don't understand this. Like, what do you mean they don't have Have enough? Right, caution tape. And he's like, no, Soren, there's that much crime and they didn't order enough. Right. And that just blew my mind of like, okay. Wow. Know, we're, we're thankfully not gambles, but not too far away. It's, right. It's going down. Right. Um. So after just becoming a fan and kind of just immersed in just the music mm. at that time, because you said it, it, it changed your life. Did you have an idea of like what you wanted to do? with your life and and knowing that you wanted it to to you wanted to incorporate this music i just knew i wanted to be involved in rap and growing up in maryland and both my parents were school teachers and we had no connection my mom is from dc and my dad's from indiana and he moved out when he was in his early 20s to maryland and they have like no connection to the music industry mm-hmm. they have no connection to the journalism and no world. hookups at yeah. all so it wasn't like my uncle ran like tommy boy records or something <laughs> it was nobody so right. i was like right. okay i'm in maryland i love this and i know no one involved in it at all other right. than my friends who buy it and then you know once i got to high school come my friends started trying to rap and stuff but I had no way to figure it out. No entry point. So I just knew I had to figure that out. And when I went to college, um, I, I knew I, I had an interest interest in journalism because in in Maryland and D.C., the national news is our local news mm-hmm. because the government. So mm. I was always seeing all this stuff happening in D.C. and in Baltimore growing up. But then I also knew there was so much to the world. So I had an interest in that. And I really didn't think or imagine that I could get involved with rap. Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, I tried to blend the two and I went to Xavier University in Cincinnati and they had a, you know, they had a communications program. What made you choose Xavier? Well, one, I got a scholarship, so that helped. Wait, Wait that, that'll do it. Was that, that the, was that the only school that you, that you got a scholarship to? Like, did you have choices? No, or was- I, I had a few choices, but, um, that I wanted to go, uh, I wasn't poor by any stretch, but we had no extra money. Right. So my parents, we literally took two vacations my whole childhood, and both of them we drove. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to see a different part of the of the world. Of the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to go two states away, and Cincinnati qualified for that, and I got a scholarship, and um, they had communications. Okay. So all these things worked out. Right. And basically my goal was to get, uh, I got a minor in business, uh, my degree in communications, and then I joined the newspaper staff my freshman year. Okay. So I was trying to do three things at it's once. Time. And I, you know, thankfully I was able to achieve that. But when I got to college, I was like, you guys don't write about rap in your school newspaper. What's going on? You're, you know, this is Cincinnati. Granted, they don't have a big rap scene, but it's a major city. Right. They were like, well, if you want to write about rap, go ahead. Go ahead. But you got to review some plays first. <laughs> so like, some school right. plays are just local plays in the city. Uh, well, the first one was a school play. Uh huh. So I reviewed that, and, and then how did, did, you did, did that Were suck? Like, did it suck? No, I said it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I said it was good, but um, then I was like, okay, gonna write about rap now. They're like, sure. But uh-huh. I had no idea how it works, so right. I reviewed an album I had. Like I didn't know. Like, what it, was the album? It was Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Wow. wow. Roxbury 02119. Wow. And do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah. I said it was good. I prefer Life as a Kid in the Ghetto. I thought that was a better album, but I also thought that the Roxbury album was good. So, you know, I think especially the first Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs album, I think is a very slept on album. It's phenomenal. It's got a lot of 
great topics would be a father to your child. Be a father to your child, yeah. You know, that's a standout, of course. I Gotta Have It is the biggest single on there, I would say, because of the radio play and then with uh, Mary using the beat years later. But, you know, that was my introduction. And then when I went to the school newspaper office, I noticed they had all these, like, packages all around. And I was like, oh, what are those? And they were like, those are albums. And I was like, oh, they send you the albums? But then I looked at one, and as you guys may remember, the advances used to be they would have a white background with black print, and then the CD would just be the silver with no art or anything. And I was like, oh, well, what what is this? Uh Because I didn't know who any of these artists were. were, Right. I had no idea. They could have been like, you know, a school dissertation for all I knew, but... They were like, oh, those are the albums. I was like, well, why isn't there the artwork and why are the songs listed like that? They're like, oh, these haven't come out yet. There's advanced. And I was like, what do you mean it hasn't come out yet? (laughs) How do you have it? (laughs) And then they were like, no, they sent them to us because they want us to write. I was like, really? 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 Uh So uh, thankfully, my boy John McHale, who was, I was, became the assistant editor the second semester of my freshman year. And then my, the... The editor, John McHale, he was like, all right, Soren, here's what you should do. You know, when you come back in the fall, just have it ready. We'll send out letters to all the the labels. So that summer, I literally wrote down, I had every album, so I literally wrote down the address to every single record label. And he was like, okay, you want to send it to the publicity department? I had no idea what that meant. meant. (laughs) But uh, so then I just literally... Uh, typed up a letter and this is you know archaic technology so I had to actually change stuff but you know I sent him literally a package of my articles you know hey here's my Edo G article I actually my first group I ever interviewed was the Fugees really? yeah so that was so dope is, wait wait this is pre or post their album uh, this is with uh, Blunted on Reality. They were touring. They were opening for Queen Latifah, and they oh, were in. Wow. They were performing. So the, the, was that Ru- was that Rough House? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were and performing did you in think Baltimore. That they were good. Oh yeah, because this was when the even nappy heads, even pros. This was yeah. <laughs> this was the <laughs> this was when the Nappy Heads remix was out, yeah. which was crazy. Yeah. So I got them right when I was coming out. They okay. were opening for Queen Latifah. And they performed at one of my favorite clubs ever. It's, it's gone now because it's kind of where the Raven Stadium is. But it's, it was called Hammerjacks, for those that know Baltimore well. But um, I interviewed them there. So I sent all the labels, you know, my Ed O.G. article uh, through a weird connection. I'd gotten the Nas album. So I reviewed that right when it came out. The Illmatic album? Yes. Okay. And then, uh, you know, blended on reality, I interviewed the Fugees over the summer. Because I was still trying to stay connected. I was like, man, how can I maintain this over the summer? While school is out. Right, right, right. right. So I got to interview the Fugees in person in Baltimore. And then I sent all the labels, every label I could find, I sent them all my articles. And then I started getting on the press list. And then, because I would, they told me I was the only person that did this, but I would actually mail the labels my articles. Right. Because I wanted to show them, like, yo, like, this is for real. Right. You send me these CDs. I'm going to show me these yeah. love. You ain't yeah. with you, yeah. So I did that, and then soon, you know, within a few months, uh, it seemed quick, but I'm sure it was several months, they were like, oh, would you ever want to talk to the artist? I was like, <laughs> about what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, what do you mean, though? No, for, like, your newspaper, would you want to interview him? I was like, you'd let me talk to the artist? Right. So that's how that started. And then, um, man, it was just, you know, press the gas. Man, that's so, yeah. that's such a yeah. dope-ass story. What's the yeah. first, I'm sorry, are we going into the mix? Uh, no, ask this question, then we're going to the okay. mix. Go ahead. What's the first publication that you were like, outside of, of, of college, that you were like, yo, I write for, Well, my I've first, made it. My, uh, man, the made it is a tough one, but the first, I had my first, um, national publication when i was 19 when i was in college because i started writing for all these places when i was in college it was if you guys remember bt had a magazine called ysb and i yeah. i interviewed the bush baby well i wrote about the bush babies for them i had an article and um it was crazy because i was 19 i was in a national publication i was still in college and i realized like i'm living like my dream right like, I inter- i'm getting and I'm getting paid to do it while in college. And it was, um, that was a, a big deal for me. Right. Because I, you know, 
And one of my uncles thought it was hilarious because it's YSB, so he called me Young Soren Baker. Right. <laughs> so he thought that was hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, and he, you know, he's uh, helped me out a lot, too, in a lot of things. But the funny thing was that I remember distinctly sitting in my dorm room looking at this magazine and, like, just being like, dude, it's, like, it's wow, happening. Because right. I'd been really writing for local places in Cincinnati at the time, but not a national publication. And that one, I knew people that did not go to my school, like from Maryland, would know what that was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, my stuff in Cincinnati, they had no idea what that was. Or they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Right. But then when I started writing for Rap rap Sheet, thanks to Billy Johnson Jr., and then I started writing for The Source and Rap Pages and then Double XL and Vibe and then, you know, all the big national newspapers, then... Everybody was like, "Oh, right, okay, Soren, you're 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 real, you're really doing you're this. real, you're right. really doing this, right?" AM Caffeine Show, so smooth, D. Soren Baker's in the building. Let's get into Man. the mix, but I don't want to get into it too long. Man, because I got a plethora, of and I have at least plethora. three more. Yeah, <laughs> AM Caffeine Show, Soren Baker, legendaries in the damn building, smooth D in the ones and twos. AM Caffeine Show, don't go nowhere. AMCaffeine.com. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Smooth D, let's go. Could I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. Round up the Posse Fuji coming around the way. Yeah, you're nappy But you got to. Get your morning started the right way with the AM Caffeine Morning Show. In your mind! Well, I'm a Libra, y'all. A cheaper, cheaper, y'all. Well, I'm a Libra, y'all. On a battle swing, I bring commanding me like I was king. And all your dreams are right, the horror flicker Stephen King. 
fling the forks on those in favor say ah I got tired of the fat lady so I sing to my own opera balang 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 to the man in Rakaz Island if you live by the sword you're going to die by the gun cause all guys tell lies and more girls commit sin I was ordered the code red but now I'm chilling with a few good men assassination on the kid from the capital I never played a soap opera but now I'm in general hospital condition critical spirit overrules the physical so if I die catch me at the funeral I'll fly away oh glory with the mic in my hand to a land where only God knows me and the angels write raps on holy paper I said I'm looking for Jesus he said take the escalator one flight up it's guaranteed you'll be there my sister be there my mother be there so Mona Lisa could I get a date on Friday and if you're busy I wouldn't mind taking Saturday hey, hey, hey. round up the posse food you coming around the way I don't puff blood so I always got my breath never had to battle with a bulletproof They call me cock weasel, but I still kick with chest. I don't wear Jerry girls, cause I'm not from the West. Don't disrespect to the West, true indeed. I rock it to the East, the East is the sea. The seed of them days back, your sheep's getting hot tracks. Peace to Mr. Magic, things are getting tragic. Now we on some new stuff, I never fit the Ku Klux. My own clan is acting up, I blame it on the Philly club. What's your crew to do? Kids are acting, ooh, and it's getting bad, huh? Yo, where's the corporate at? I missed the three-piece suit. Check the square roots, your bones and timber boots. Nah, that's the surface. And no, the bomb it gets a guy to hit. Full of problems in the hand, full of nappy roots. I feel it, Jones, coming down your eye. I've got the slang to make the chitty bang bang, the redang de dang, the nappy head bang. No, I got the slang to make your chitty bang bang, your redang de dang, the nappy head bang. Yo, Mona Lisa, could I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. Round up, they bossy booty coming around the way. Hello, I'd like to see Dr. Slumber, please. Have an appointment, sir. No, I don't, but tell the doctor's urgent that I see her. Well. Hello, I'd like to see Dr. Slumber, please. Uh, you... Hello, I'd like to see Dr. Slumber, please. Uh, you have an appointment, sir. No, I don't, but tell the doctor's urgent that I see her. Well, just one moment. Dr. Slumber, Dr. Slumber, there's a young man out here named. Excuse me, what is your name? Oh, tell his Dana Dane. Thank you. Well, I walked into the office. What did I see? A well-shaped body with the back to me. Sitting in a chair with an white gown. She said, Dana Dane, won't you please lay down? She said that she wanted to reveal her face. Till my hour was up and I was on my way. Now we got to the matter of why I came there. I said, Doc, I keep having these crazy nightmares. Nightmares of the night. Show imagination of reality. Brothers and sisters! Brothers and sisters! I don't know what this world is going to do! Wake up, wake up, wake up! It's time for the AM Dreadful Morning Show. I'm lowering my level. The hard drama, will you never win them in? You want styling? You know it's time again. D, the enemy, tell them you can hear it. They praise the music. I'm not a gambler, I feel bad, 
You should know She doesn't need a guy like you She needs a guy like me With a high IQ And she takes my rap Cause my rap's the best The educator back at MD Will never fess So when I met her I wasted no time But stuck up Roxanne Gave me no mind She thought my name was Barry I told her it was Gary She said she didn't like it So she told to call me Barry She said she loved to marry My baby she would carry And if he had a baby He named the baby Harry Her mother's name is Mary Which is really quite contrary Her face is very hairy And you can say he's scary So does him not heavy Our father's a fairy His wife's a secretary His son's a military To force him to a list Against it wasn't voluntary His daughter's name is Sherry His son's a Tom and Jerry Sherry had the flu But it was only temporary Back in January Or was it February But every time I say this rhyme It makes me kind of It's only customary to get this commentary. Some say it's bad, some say it's legendary. You're searching all you want to try your local library. You never find a rhyme back into any dictionary. But do you know, after all that, all I've received was a pat in my back. That's what you get. It happened to me. Ain't that right, Mix Master ICE? You had a rope, you thought you was stupid But EMD, your rap was plain stupid I know you're educated, but what will you learn? Not all girls want to be involved with most words From the STL To the Hollywood Hills It's me, D There's a rumor being spread about me and the crew About something we did all supposed to do You might not have heard it all When I first heard it, all I did was laugh. I used to get angry and all uptight. But you can say what you want, to spell my name right. Cause all I'm ever guilty of was rocking the house. But that's not what the rumor was all about. So if you like me, then tell all your friends. And if you don't wait until you see me again. This way I can hear from the horse's mouth. And right then and then I'll keep straightening it out. Because I don't get involved with he said, she said. So take my advice and quit while you're ahead. Because one day I might not laugh. Today your mouth right
kind And for your people delight And for your sucker MC This just ain't right Because you're biting all your life You're cheating on your wife You're walking around town Like a hoolin with a knife You're hanging on the ass You're chilling with the crew And everybody knowing What you've been through AM Caffeine Show. Smooth D on the ones and two. Smooth D, you came with them classics. Well, I said why you did that because our special guest in the damn building. Classical, classical. Soren Baker in the building. Man. Yes, yes. That story you told us is friggin' incredible, dude. Thank you, thank so you. So incredible. Um, so tell me, what happens after college? So you graduate. Well, in college, I had started writing for... Most of the major rap magazines, and then I started. I didn't get a job, so I was basically crushed because I thought I was going to get a job at Rap Sheet out in Los Angeles. That didn't end up working out, so I knew I didn't want to be in Cincinnati, so I moved home. And my parents were basically like, Look, you got your whole life to go get a job you don't want. We mm. see that you're hustling and working hard and doing everything. You should really try to get a job that you want. That's dope. So, because my parents, you know, I was applying for jobs and not getting any. I would be going into D.C. looking for jobs, going into Baltimore. And, you know, one day my dad just pulled me to the side and he said, do you really want to work for that place you just did the interview for? I was like, like no. no. <laughs> He's like, so you're really just doing that so you can move out and be on your own and not, quote unquote, have us provide for you. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. That's dope. They had some supportive parents. That's he how. He said, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, he said, don't do that. He goes, mom I mom been like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, well, you better get out here and help with this light bill. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm very uh, light on the expenses. So right. <laughs> my, um, you know, I was able, you know, I uh, bought a car because of my writing and other stuff. So it wasn't like all that. But what I'm also saying is, you know, I was very fortunate that my parents uh, had my back and my dad told me he's like it'd be different because uh, I've never done any drugs or smoked or drank or anything so my dad's like it'd be different if you were out screwing off your life right but every day you're going into you're grinding you're writing an article right you know my parents got a fax machine because they need I needed to fax my articles in right so like they were helping me um, and my dad's like you're in the computer basically all day every day writing an article or writing a letter to try to get something so he goes you know they saw they saw you working Mm -hmm. so then i got the job at rap pages shout out to alan gordon he gave me the job and he was like yeah there's only one catch you got to move to la and i was like see ya (laughs) so but my you know my mom more so was disappointed that i had to leave but um you know my dad's like hey this is what you've been working for go do it go do it and um you know at that time, I had started writing for the Chicago Tribune. I had written wow. for the New York Times. Question: mm-hmm. When, in regards to your uh, into your your writing, mm-hmm. um, at what point did you look at your work and say, "Man, I'm a, I'm a good writer." That that's that's definitely being a journalist is not easy. So, what when did you realize you were good? Well, that's a difficult question for me. But what made me think about it was around when I was 13 or 14 and I started getting the source and I was reading it and I just remember thinking like I know more about rap than the people that are writing for the mm. source at that time mm-hmm. and I'm like okay so I'm like four, 13, 14, 15 or whatever but I knew you were 13, 14 or 15? yeah and I knew more <laughs> so like, I was like I know more about rap than these guys no I, I felt that right so you know, when I realized that I believed I could do it. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long time to be super comfortable with my writing, but I've never, knock on wood, I've never had writer's block. I've never had any problems because when I started writing, the first time I had an album review, I was like, oh, my, when I reviewed the OG album, I was like, okay, now I fought and I got this, but now what do what I, I do? Because I had never written an album review, but I just... For a long time, I just always thought, like, what would I tell my friends in the conversations we would mm-hmm. have about this Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs album? Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you have to put it in complete sentences and explain a little bit about rap. <laughs> right. But that's how I wrote. So it was very... Um, but, like, very conversational type. Yeah, but to me, you know, everybody always would also say that I took uh, my stuff didn't have a lot of emotion. So I would also say, like... 
you know, this is why I feel this way, and I would explain it. Uh, so it wasn't like I was taking shots at anybody if I said their record was whack, or even if I said it was good, I would explain, like, you know, in my Why, in, in your, my in your opinion. opinion, right. So, you know, people took that as me not being emotional or something, but, uh, but all that to say, that's when I realized, like, oh, I can do this. And then once I started getting more and more, um, you know, action from all the places... That's when I was like, okay, I'm becoming a good writer. Right. But, you know, I've been writing for a long time and I still got a lot of way, a lot of improvement to make. So, you know, I've been fortunate to where I've gotten, I mean, I've written for the New York Times, Chicago Tribune, LA Times, uh, you know, Rolling Stone, all the major rap magazines, uh, Billboard. So I've been very fortunate. And then I've been able to write for television with VH1 and Fuse, and I got a couple of scripts. You know, I've sold uh, one script, and I got another one that's in development now. So it's like I got, uh, I write in a variety of media, and then Mm -hmm. I have my own YouTube channel, Unique Access Entertainment. Please like and subscribe to that, and you can check out my interviews there. Right, because you uh, just interviewed not too long ago, you interviewed Kwame. Yes. Right. And I, that, I saw, I, you know, I saw that interview okay. and you. I text him, Quam, mm-hmm. dope ass interview with someone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah, I thought that. It was, I thought it was a great interview. Thank you. Yeah. It's you funny. You trying to act like you be up on stuff anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, because Kwame is one of those dudes. I'd met him through Dana Dane. Um, and I had met Kwame and talked to him just, you know, when I'd met him a couple of times over the years, but I'd never actually interviewed him for myself for what I was doing. Right. So when Dana told me he had moved out here, I was like, what? what? <laughs> so I was like, is his number still the same? So I hit him up and he's like, of course, I'll come through. So um, the funny thing was people like Kwame that I revere and hold in the highest esteem musically. And I know a lot about him and I've been listening to him since 89 and I'd never interviewed him. I was like, dude, I got so much I got to ask That's you. Right. By the time I realized the interview was almost over for the time that we had, we were only in 1990. Right. I was like, uh, my bad, Kwame, would you mind coming back? Coming back, back? right. So actually part two is about, you know, we had to do a part two because I was like, dude, I don't want to do a disservice to you most importantly, but also I got all these other questions. And then whoever watches this is going to notice like, oh, they barely even talk we talked about this. Right. Yeah. This, Y'all this didn't time. even get to me yet. I mean, it's like, dang, he ain't tell you he's getting married to him. Huh? Yeah. She, nah. she thinks she's marrying Kwame. Nah, that, that did not make <laughs> that it. That didn't make it? <laughs> I'm shocked he didn't bring that up. It seems so important. <laughs> part three. Part three. That's in part three. <laughs> Caffeine show with your girl Marlo J. Oh, the interview with Soren Baker got so crazy that we had to make it a part two. So stay tuned next week for part two of the Soren Baker interview with AM Caffeine Show. Till then, in your mouth. In your mouth with the AM Caffeine Morning Show. Got a thin line, the puns got a big nine. Respect crime, but not when they reflect mine. The shit I'm on is wrong, but it lasts long. When the fast one upon to wake up with the stash going, I'm mad strong and my cream is fast. Smoke the green is grass, my got the meanest ass. Let me taste the jet, I don't have to waste a whole case of crisps. All it takes is my pretty face, I'm against the wit. Lace the click, cause we all share it. So fair, like love and war, thug the floor with the long hair. Big pun, pun, the name that makes the kids run. Like from the murder, reverse of the river, red run. Come one, come more, if you wanna brawl, I'm the money thorn, close on the mother f- mm. like Steven Seagal, cause all you're gonna get is your pass, kick the up in the casket, that's it, that's it, that's it, punish him, it's at last, it's rappers that really blast, gas getting big, willy, mm. it's like Billy Bath, get up in
Jimmy's Cafe having caviar, cracking cristal at the bar, smoking cigars, living lost. We rob and still roll with the mob, doing jobs for bills. I'm hard to kill for real. Guard your grill. I like the chills, sparking hell in your high. I'm one hell of a guy, fly pelican fly. What up, Duco? You know, politic and Papa Tuco. I'm out here watching for Jay, getting the smooth though. Shoot, bro. I got a waterproof suit, yo. Swerving like an AKA in Beirut, yo. Squeezing out of automatic M3s and please. You ain't seen no thugs like these. I can tell you lots of things that'll make you believe. In Corona, yo, it's better to take them to receive. Your career's on life support. And I'ma pull the plug and have every buck. You in that beat, not drug in their blood. No escaping this. Going over their favorite shit to be taping this. World premiere, loud and clear, lie and beer, get the dough, blow up the show, disappear, jump in the cavalier, fill it marvelous, street pharmacist, twist, audible for pleasure, bring your territories, ever keep my workers under pressure, God, I'm saying, that's the, that's all right, Duco, my heart nowadays too cold, don't give a f where you been, what you done, where you go, you know, peep this statement, in black shades like a secret agent, while night thieves pull up on you like sleeves, we like trees, bust things and stack trees, it's off the look this year, making mad money off the Books this year. Ain't got more crooks in here. Getting mad money off the books this year. It's off the Well, I'm known to be the master in the MC 
MC Field. No respect in 87, 88, you kneel. Stop producing, get loose when it's time to perform. Wax a sucker like mom and blow. That's where it born. Back the second time. Went on a different assignment. Let's do a sucker new jack. Who needs a rap in alignment? Cause I'm the cream of the crop. When it's time to do a show. Girlies on my jock for my dope intro. As I glance at he double. K microphone wrecker. Turn on my callers and say a mic checker to the ladies and all party goers. Some call me P and other slow flower. Brothers on my jock for the way I hold a piece of steel. So what you saying? Putting heads to bed, straight out the box and seats. Jumping out of shoes and socks, I'm not playing. Understand what I'm saying? Catch the sucker in my way, and I'm swaying. Taking no shorts, showing vital signs. You can tell by my lines that I'm getting mines in '99. Because I'm fine as wine. Sit back and recline. Watch the sunshine. Take a stroll. Listen to rock and roll. Take the flick at the movies. Dance a bowl. Cause I choose to refuse this black. While well, I'm back, I take a chance, Jack. So I must attack. With knickknack, patty wax. So I won't lack. All my style is death. And then deli has crack. While I'm slaying, music's playing. The sucker is the lane. A battle in the trenches where the funky be playing. Cause with a partner like a double, don't come a dime a dozen. I can't a bloody lady, but you can cause cousin. Cause as we climb the charts, better known as statistics. Brother on a jock while we kicking ballistics Dropping this like I'm out and you got to chill and more The poop is in the pudding So check the billboard People around town talking this and that I how we sound like the R And our music is whack Drop the album strictly business And you thought we were fold 30 days later The LP went gold So what you saying? Then I said, wait, I got pride. It's time to get my own ride. 
I came up with the scheme and got paid. I had no other choice but go with dollar to trade. When I got my chance, both I got kind of stingy up. Cause I got my cherry pass five. Now I'm feeling good cause I'm off my feet. Many littles while the dogs running up on the street. And I'm saying, my name is Sharina. My name is Buster. My name is Tonya. My name is Buster. My name is Diana. My name is Buster. And what do you take me for? The little local pushover. No shame in my game cause that's how I got this. And when I return the flavor, everybody gets pissed. And now I am the man feeling all the glory. And when your eyes down and gone, just remember that I know you. We fight every night, now that's not kosher I reminisce with bliss of when we was closer And wake up to be greeted by an argument again You act like a 10, so immature I try to concentrate on the cure And keep looking at the front door Thinking if I were to evacuate You'd probably be straight in the straight And wouldn't have so much hate Cause you don't know the pain I feel When I see you smiling And when I roll up you start wilding So I front like everything's hunky-dory But it's a whole different story You don't like the fact that I'm me I don't put on a show when it comes time for you to have company And your friends don't understand your choice of man They speak proper while my speech is from a garbage can But regardless you shouldn't have to be so raw I'm looking at the front door 